0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard As we crank up the build-up to Saturday's old firm clash John Lundstrom says Rangers haven't given up on the title And want to use the meeting to show the gap isn't that big And on the other side Jota says Burnaby's recent contribution Shows the depth of Celtic's squad It's all systems go, all eyes training towards Celtic Park on Saturday lunchtime And tonight we have Jim Duffy and Marvin Bartley Gordon, you know when I normally come in I like to look at the weekend that's just passed but all eyes as you said are on 12.30 on Saturday at Celtic Park the two big boys go at it be broadcast live around the world one of the biggest derbies in world football and I for one are really looking forward to this game can't again it's a flip of a coin for me you know I really can't separate the two teams but what a great advert for our league this will be yeah, I mean, listen, uh, everybody knows and you, you talk about this game well in advance of, of uh, any game that comes up, Gordon. Everybody wants to know who they think should play, you know, what, what kind of um, style should play. The Rangers fans will be thinking, do you take a risk and really go for Celtic or do you sit back a little bit and try and keep it compact? We know the tempo and pace Celtic play, particularly at Celtic Park. I slightly disagree with Marvin. I think Celtic are, are the better team just now. And I think particularly at Celtic Park again, when when they're allowed to go and play at that pace, I think they'll have too much in the tank for Rangers. But what do you think? 0141-951-1025. Give us a call and give us all your thoughts. I mean, it's, it's pretty close. It's Wednesday, so by our standards, <laughs> we really should be delving in to the proper build-up. I thought we would do it last night. Then there was news of Douglas Park stepping down as Rangers chairman And that sort of took A lot of the headlines And off we went So Wednesday night A couple of nights to go This is it This is where we properly Start the build up Your your early predictions Some of the bragging rights The bravado that goes on In a week like this Maybe some of your thoughts into Early thoughts In terms of The team Are there any issues That you think Facing the, the managers In terms of who should play And who shouldn't And shape and formation And tactics And the way they go about it And all that sort of stuff Let's start the proper Build up tonight So please give us a call 01419511025 I mean everyone keeps saying The league is done Is is it done already? I take it It's absolutely done If Celtic won at the weekend So maybe Rangers fans That's more one for you How, How important is it? What else can you take away from it? All those early thoughts This is the place to share them And this is the time To get them off your chest as well So right now please 01419511025 Just let me double check something He's not brought in that Manager of the Month award <laughs> and flaunted it in front of your face, has he? Oh, no, listen, I've got a few of them. So <laughs> if, he, if he wants to start, you know, bringing it, bringing them over the years, you only need to bring a trailer. Well, I've got thirty years of them, so if I want one a year, then at least I've got at least thirty. See, do you know what? He's he's, he's he's insufferable, but he's not that insufferable. So I knew that if we paired you two together, let's be honest, if you were with Simon Donnelly tonight, you'd have brought that trophy. But you thought better of it <laughs> Because a bit of thought went into this as well right? And I'm going to bring you right back down to earth You might be this hotshot manager of the month But who's the only manager you didn't beat in March? I was about to say Jim nearly stopped yeah. it The guy standing next to you So you, you've got a bit to go before you can overtake the experience That's the lesson Yeah exactly I need to ask him for an experience lessons as well Jim So I have to be nice to him I'm keeping him on side Gordon There's exactly. no doubt about that Oh well, congratulations yeah, since you're here you. Are you happy about it? Yeah of course Good. Of course I'm happy mate Let's move on now I know it's really paining you To talk about this yeah, exactly. <laughs> You moved on a lot quicker Than I thought you would Well done anyway Not sincerely this time 
Sure, Almost uh, 01419511025 That is the number you need uh, You can tweet us as well At Clyde SSB It's The, the crazy thing about this is Jim we're, mm-hmm. we're, We are in the business end of the season mm-hmm. We declared it open At the weekend mm-hmm. officially um, As if we decide <laughs> um, These sides are going to meet each other Three more times But mm-hmm. you kind of for, you, you almost forget that Because everyone just takes mm-hmm. on its own Massive significance doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, again, listen, I always feel a, a little bit sorry for some of the players that get interviewed because what do you expect players exactly. to say? You know, I mean, <laughs> someone asks John Lundstrom something and they'll say, well, listen, we think we can close the gap or we think we can beat Celtic. You're not going to go out there and say, no, we're miles behind, we've no chance of winning. You know, and, and the same, whether it's Jota or to be, you, you ask questions in the lead up to this game, you're going to say the things that are relevant to your club and to your supporters. And, uh, you know, and, and you've got to get into these games as positive with a positive mindset. You know, you can't get in with any negativity at all. But I, I just think, as I said, Celtic's record at Celtic Park is phenomenal. Mm. As I said, I think the way they play and, as I said, the way that they've, you know, they've coached, um, you know, the, 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 the ball kids to, to, to react. <laughs> you know, I mean, everything is such a high tempo. And that's something that, Every club has to deal with, including Rangers. And Rangers have to play significantly better than they have done uh, in the previous games. They've had, um, you know, per, you know, periods of the game where, they, where they've, 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 um, they've done well, but over the piece, um, they haven't done enough over 90 minutes to get that result. But th- this is a, an opportunity for them to, uh, you know, with a new chairman on board, uh, mm. to try and, uh, you know, put down a marker and to say that, that, you know, that they are closing the gap. But as I said, personally, I think that Celtic will just have... The edge of the weekend Come on then This is the build up starting 01419511025 I feel like In the build up To the last one Marvin We sort of dipped our toe In the theory that If Rangers don't win this one Then The league is over And Most people probably Still subscribe to that But if that's If it wasn't the case then I mean it has to be now Surely Yeah No I'm in total agreement with that And I think the Rangers players And the staff Will know that as well And the fans also um, They have to win this game You know They need to go there And close the gap down to six And obviously You know Then take it into Kind of the split When they play each other again And potentially it could be three points But I'm in agreement If Rangers don't win on Saturday uh, For me That they won't be catching Celtic You'd kind of have to say that Wouldn't you Jim Mm. At this moment in time And by the way Even a Rangers win Might not be enough Obviously Mm. But Um is this the is this definitive then in that regard? Yeah, again, as I said, people always go about the mathematical situation, but you've got to, you've got to remember how many you know you're then asking Celtic not not just for Rangers to win every other match, including um, the, the the next time they play each other, but also the fact that you would expect Celtic to, or, or have to ex- expect Celtic to lose probably three four games. It's just not going to happen, um, uh, Gordon. As I said, I don't think the mentality of Ange Postecoglou allows these players mm. to drop it that much, even when they're not at their best, which they went again. Ross County last week they still won relatively comfortably and, and as I said I think that's just the, the mark of um, you know the mentality that they have that uh, they know that they will find a way no matter how how well the opposition play against them the, you know the, the problems that they have they've, they've got a magnificent um, solution to, to pretty much every problem that's come up against them domestically come on then 0141951125 Ben is a Rangers fan first through t- this evening Ben how are you feeling a couple of days to go what are your thoughts on the game hi uh, good I just hope Rangers get a good result hope Bang will beat Celtic 3 or 4 or nothing <laughs> wow um, ok that confident seriously is this one of these like mad calls during weeks like this where we go all out in the predictions? How do you go from being second best this season um, to, to winning by that margin? 
I just think the mentality will be different on Saturday and the way Rangers will play will be a lot better. Well, it's going to have to be, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, uh, Ben, do you think they'll play a, a, a more expansive game with Raskin and Cantwell, maybe, and, in, 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 you know, flanked by either Jack or, 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 or Lundstrom? Do you think that's the positivity and do you think that's the way they should take that high risk factor? Because obviously, they lack a little bit defensively in midfield then, but it does give them more firepower. I think when you go and attack, I think when you go and attack, Celtic play in the front group, play Jack Raskin and Cantwell. If Raskin's fit, obviously. Yeah, I mean that's the two things there, Jim, that we'll mm-hmm. spend tonight and probably the next few days. Personnel first and foremost, mm-hmm. and then your your approach. Maybe the, mm-hmm. I mean they are, they are hand in hand, but Michael Beale has will have seen you know Rangers mm-hmm. sit in so to speak mm-hmm. in at Celtic Park and it not work. Um, can you go for it? Does that work? Yeah, I was just a bit. A lot depends on you know how Celtic start the game. So you, you can you can set up how you like. Obviously, there's the, the the dynamics of the team. Tillman scored two goals last week. Does he start or do you bring Sakala back in because he's done well against mm-hmm. Celtic in a few games? Obviously, you would expect Kent uh, to 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 be in the other flank or, or, or certainly have the, the, the other one of the forward areas. And then you, we mentioned as Ben mentioned there the midfield if Raskin's fit and if, if they've got all those guys fit. Do you, do you go with that So there is the personnel There is the shape of the team um, To take But again I think They still have to understand How Celtic play You know You, you can't just go and say right, This is the way we will play And forget the opposition You can only do that If you're considerably better <laughs> And then Then the opposition Have to worry about you But that's not the case um, And particularly as I said When you go to Celtic Park So Rangers still have to Come up with a game plan That can stifle Celtic When Celtic have the ball Does What's at stake matter in terms of approach, Marvin? Because clearly for us, from the outside, you could say Rangers need to win the game and Celtic probably don't. Draw draw this game, yeah. that, that's absolutely fine. But then to partially contradict that, it's probably not the way Ange Postacoglu is thinking. Yeah. So uh, do, does what's at stake for each team influence things? And like, I think you've answered it there. It does matter, I think, from a Rangers point of view. As you said, speaking about Celtic first and foremost, they won't change their style. You know, whether they were, you know, nine points ahead or nine points behind, that's not going to change. Andrew's going to go there and attack. You know, they're at home. It's his way of playing. We've seen him do it in the Champions League against some of the best teams in the world. I think from Rangers' point of view, you know, they have to have two game plans going into Saturday's game. I think if they open up too early and try meet fire with fire with Celtic, you can find yourself in massive trouble. I think they need to control the ball and control possession for, you know, the first 60 minutes and then, you know, potentially open up with a few changes and then go and attack them. But if you open up too early against Celtic, you find yourself in big trouble. You mentioned someone like Nicholas Raskin. Ben, how much emphasis, how much importance do you put on him being available? Because the post-match fallout from the last one was dominated by you Rangers fans phoning here and saying Michael Beale got it all wrong and guys like Nicholas Raskin should have played. So I assume you're desperate for him to take his place in the starting 11 this time. I definitely because I was at the game and I was surprised not to see Raskin Cantwell or Jack start line up they're a three best midfielder so don't see why they shouldn't start they bring a lot different to the other three that played that day in the League Cup final This is a bit we'll never know Jim us mere mortals on the outside right now somebody well Nicholas mm-hmm. Raskin first of all and mm-hmm. somebody else inside um, Rangers training centre mm-hmm. either knows that he's completely fine right now on Wednesday and he'll 100% be fit He's completely not fine And 100% won't be fit mm-hmm. Or It's going to be between now and then At a race against mm-hmm. the, the clock And we yeah. won't know Yeah listen you know, that, That's the thing to, But you know Listen well, let's, let's presume he's fit 
And I think uh, if he's fit, I think he's got to start. Mm. I think that Ben's right. I think they're at the stage of the season, as you, as you mentioned, that you know that it's 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 one or bust. You know, so Rangers have to take a, a, a more of an element of risk they would maybe normally take if it was the early part of the season. They've got to maybe gamble a, a fair bit. Um, with the likes of Cantwell and Raskin in there and then as I said to you it's who, who plays ahead of them but you know in the other flip side you know Cantwell and Raskin the, 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 Raskin maybe less but Cantwell in particular not the, the best defensively and you would still expect Celtic to dominate possession so mm. you know there's going to be a fair amount of time without the ball and you have to make sure you can negate Celtic the way they play as I said that quick intense you know way of playing uh, you know, and it's very, very difficult to do that. As Marvin said, Celtic won't change their style. I don't think they'll think a draw will do us, as you mentioned. I think they will go for it from the first minute to the last minute because everyone knows, um, you know, Ange Postecoglou's philosophy. Uh, Todd Cantwell's another one who sort of come into that bracket, Ben, um, but he's played more than Nicholas Raskin recently due to that injury. Is he nailed on already at this stage in the week? I definitely. Well, he's not just a number ten. He drags back Oh he's gone <laughs> We had the first bit I didn't cut him off He didn't swear <laughs> I know we had an incident last night um, But We got to He tracks back I think Yeah, yeah. Something like that I, I think yeah I think Cantwell ha- has to start um, Can you fit him and Tillman Into the same team? Is there potential to do that? Maybe yeah, Michael Beale said last week he simply has to And you know yeah. Expressed uh, a desire to I, I agree I think you know When you've got two players like that you have to fit them into the same team. Probably means a bit more workload for your defensive mm. players, as Jim was saying. But, you know, going forward, you, I think you need both those two players on the pitch to have a chance. Uh, thank you uh, to Ben. He was cut off in his prime, but he's there nevertheless. So one four one nine five one one zero two five or Twitter at Clyde SSB. Let's bring in Jim, who's a Celtic fan. Jim, I'm going to make an early prediction. Ben, the last caller, was very confident of a Rangers win and you're going to be equally as confident of a Celtic win. Oh, there's something wrong there, Ben, isn't there? Uh, I, I, I wouldn't like Ben's... to say. I think that's unfair, but just tell us why he's wrong. Well, I think I think Ben's been doing London, and how you see that for Big Ben, if he thinks he's going to come to Park Eden, take three half sell like anyway. So how do you think the game I used will to go have jump? a tumble. I used to have a little tumbleweed noise that I played <laughs> when people would come on and crack and joke. I, I, I don't know about. Any oversized clocks And any other famous landmarks But um, Jim tell us why he's wrong Why are you so confident Well just look About how many goals we've scored And how many people have came to park And walked to maybe One and three or four nothing And that's the thing I couldn't necessarily argue with that The the question of Celtic fans Tell us why you're confident I mean it's, it's a bit the obvious one yeah. Do you know what I mean There's no, there's no trick answer to that yeah, the record tells you how good they are, you know. And, and as, as as Jim says, the, the, their goal scoring record, if they if they continue in this vein of form, they could they could set new records and points totals. Um, as I said, I, we've mentioned before the way Celtic approach every game um, under Ange Postecoglou is to win games, but win it playing entertaining, high high um, intense uh, intensity football. So uh, that's not going to change. 
And it would be very difficult to, I mean listen The only way that I think that You know Ben's forecast could, could happen Is perhaps if I was a A red card Or a, you know a, You, know, you like, need more than one red yeah, card Yeah you, you, <laughs> you, may, you may well need something But you need something massive To go in your favour um, you know, and, and and you know, like like that, but it's it's highly unlikely to say the least. Uh, and I think that, as I said, Jim's like. But listen, I've got a problem with supporters. I'd rather supporters come on feeling confident and optimistic mm. than completely writing their team off before a ball's kicked. Is there anything? And I think you know the answer to this, right? But I'll try my best, Jim. Is there anything at all that worries you? Anything? Any factor whatsoever that you think could could swing it the other way? The only thing that worries me is I don't drink too much on Friday and miss the game. Yes, please do drink responsibly. <laughs> that would be sound sound life advice from Jim. Ov. I mean, I meant more in a, a footballing sense. Um, I don't know, Marvin. I, I know I'm trying hard here, so I get that. But Celtic fans should take it as a compliment. You can only have this conversation if you are on top and you've not shown much weakness. What is the weakness, or or what is the what's the potential? Thing that Rangers can take advantage of, or is, you know, what, what would you cling on to if you were a Rangers fan? Well, that's that's for Michael Bill to work out, isn't it? I think you know, as, as Jim said, there, Rangers fans will believe, um, the players have to believe, but let's be honest, it's, it's a massive, massive task to go to Celtic Park and, and try and turn them over. But as I said, you know, to catch them, you're gonna have to beat them, and it's as simple as that. I think Rangers fans will think going into there, we spoke about Sakala and how influential he's been. It'd be one of those games you have to take your chances. You know, you can't afford to go to Celtic Park and miss chances. We've seen Rangers play against Celtic before and create chances and potentially not take them. Um, but they're going to have to be on their game Saturday because if they're not, mm. as I say, it'd be an uphill challenge. I mean, you mentioned Jim Celtic probably not at their best on Sunday up in mm. Dingwall, but it, I mean, it, wasn't, it wasn't like a disastrous performance. It wasn't no. a game that they ever necessarily looked like losing. No. So it's... Again, once you set the bar so high, mm. you, you've got not much choice left but to look for these... Yeah. Small signs If they even are that Yeah again Listen You can you can look at A variety of reasons You know the, the, the After the international break And um, you know the, the, the pitches Wasn't you know The way that Celtic liked to play um, The game got slowed down They were a little bit Fortuitous in getting the penalty um, But again And then the score Was it the 47th minute And then mm-hmm. the 90th Odd minute So late in the, in the games But that's the way Celtic plays I say they keep going As I say they Score an awful lot of late goals Because they continually wear teams down um, but Rangers for me will have to you know be one of those few occasions I don't I don't see them winning in a 3-0 game as I said but if they're going to win I think they're going to have to keep unbelievably tight and stop Celtic scoring and then maybe nick one and, and and that that to me is going to come down to how they approach the game do they sit back a little bit uh, you know get players behind the ball and try and frustrate Celtic or do they go and tri- play that high press almost like man for man a little bit like St Mirren uh, mm. a couple of times yeah. uh, for for a good period of the time and and and, and made it difficult for Celtic. There's the, you know that that that's the interesting thing about this game. You never know how these teams uh, how the opposition will approach it. And Rangers are the opposition. You know how Celtic will approach it. Absolutely, Celtic's not going to change. As Marvin absolutely said, they will go and play the same way they play and they approach every game. It's up to Rangers to come up with something. That surprises Celtic and can catch them out. Do you Jim, think this game's in a position? Sorry, Gordon, mm. Jim, where Rangers need a bit of luck to beat Celtic. Do you think if? Mm. Do you think that's where it is? Because obviously, you know, I've played against Celtic before mm. going to Celtic Park, mm. and you need them to have an off day yeah. to have a chance. Do you think Rangers? Do you think it's in that sort of criteria now for them? Yeah, yeah I still think. I think as I've said the last time, you know, I think both teams played their best. Celtic win, mm-hmm. so I, I think you then have the, the you know the the stronger team if you want to call it that to to, to, to have a dip. 
and they don't have many dips. But even if two or three players are on their day, now listen, it's happened. You know, we've said we've heard Ange Postecoglou saying relatively recently we were a wee bit sloppy with the passes or we didn't take care of the ball. And if if it's those type of games, you know that that's maybe the Rangers players have got a sense that because the fact there's no fans here so therefore you know in terms of Rangers fans so therefore they won't get that f- you know fed from their supporters yeah. they're going to have to sense it within the game think wait a minute they're not quite at it this could be your day and then try and Press home an advantage. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Thank you to Jim on the line. You look after yourself, Jim. I must admit, I'm worried about you on Friday. Please drink responsibly. Uh, good time to get your call in because we are going to get some travel, and that means you could be up next. So get in touch. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Marvin Bartley and Jim Duffy are here. It's 01419511025. It's Twitter at Clyde SSB. Something I forgot to mention, actually, when we were talking about this guy with his manager of the month. Did he not get sent off when you when you two met? No. Was it oh, not that game? Jim was inside, yeah. yeah. Oh, did you? I did. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was, was hoping you could game? give us no, the inside I track. See, no, I seen him going towards the, the, the referee at mm-hmm. the end of the game. See, that's um, what you get. But to be honest with you, I would just like, you know, managers. A lot of managers seem to go towards referees at the end of the game. So, you know, I just uh, quietly went in and uh, ah, I, never, I never seen the fracas. I was hoping he'd witnessed yeah. it. Red card. You can mm. tell us how deserved it was. Not at all. Mm-hmm. Not at all. But it's Any repercussions appeal, so from that? Um, I'm appealing it. Oh, so you can't, you can't speak about can't it? Speak Does about it carry it. an automatic <laughs> ban unless you win the appeal? Does that remind me how it works? Yeah, I'm, I yeah. think that, that would be the case, Gordon. But mm. hopefully no. that won't be happening. Yeah, I wish <laughs> you well. 01419511025, Twitter at Clyde SSB as well. Let's bring in Ian, who's a Rangers fan. What are you thinking ahead of the weekend, Ian? Um, I'm thinking the same as I thought in the last uh, old firm game. Um, I came on before the game and I said that Rangers should exploit Celtic's weaknesses and they've got weaknesses and the weaknesses are at the back with their goalkeeper with the ball at his feet and Starfelt and Rangers didn't do that and they didn't have enough energy in the middle of the park the last time hopefully it'll be different this time um, with Raskin and uh, Campbell playing mm-hmm. we'll have more energy than we did the last time um, but I definitely think that, that Rangers can't sit back against Celtic, you know what Celtic are going to do. You know they're going to play out for the back. That's a, an absolute given. That they'll not play any other way. And you need to put pressure on the, uh, the the back line, and you need to close them down quickly and make them make mistakes uh, because they've got mistakes in them. I know they're a good team. I'm not taking anything away from them. But if you sit back and you let them play and you let them get a grip in the midfield, they'll run all over the top of you. And I'm hoping that um, if Shakala plays. I think he'll be the main man that'll cause them problems because they don't like pace at the back. They've no, they're no blessed with pace at the back, Celtic, you know, so, so Charlie can definitely uh, maybe open up a couple of avenues to try and get a goal or two. That's the beauty of this fixture, Jim. We don't have to look too far back for the mm-hmm. previous one or even mm-hmm. the one before that. So the, the last one, of course, was the cup game at Hamden. I think you were there? Yeah, um, I was there. Andrew, yeah. And it's funny what Ian said because that was the one that Ranger did leave Carl Starfield on the ball mm-hmm. a lot, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. And didn't really work. I mean, actually, up until I think mm-hmm. he took a swipe at something in the second mm-hmm. half. Yeah, he played very well. Um, up until then, he played really, really mm-hmm. well. Yeah, but you perfect. still get where Ian's coming from yeah. because uh, you know that that might that might be something. So 
What yeah. do you think of Ian's yeah, general look, look, point? Listen, you know, it's Ian. Ian's, you know, again, try to look at it, you know, to see how best you can deal with, with Celtic. Do, do you press them high? But as Marvin said, Celtic won't change. And, and Ian said that as well. They will still build from the back. They will still play high-risk football, if you want, because they totally believe in the way they can play. And if you if you get the press right every time, then fair enough. But if you don't, that's when it becomes high risk for Rangers. Because then if Celtic play through the press, they're then, you know, going at you with all guns blazing. And that's when, you know, the Rangers can get exploited. And, you know, we know that uh, Tavernier and, and Barisic like to press as well, like to push up. And, you know, they're both better going forward than they are defensively. So again, getting that balance right, getting that midfielder in particular who can maybe sense the danger and break the play up, I think is very important. That's the reason why I think team selection is vital for Rangers. You know, Marvin saying, and, and, and Peter, you know, fans will say, well, if you try to fit them all in, if Raskin's fit, can you fit Tillman, Raskin and Cantwell into a midfield? Because you've got no defensive player there. And then, you, you know, you're somebody like Ian saying Sakala did really well. Kent, as I said, will be a certainty. You either play Morelis or Kolach, probably Morelis. So one of them's got to get left to, you need to risk, you need to leave one of them out. So, you know, for me, team selection will be, will be vital to how you approach the game. Um, if you're going to play a real high press, I think you need a defensive-minded midfield player because the, it doesn't matter how good a team you are, Celtic will play through the press at times. Maybe not get it all the time, but they will do it enough to give you problems if you're open. There are no guarantees. Celtic may still pass the ball around Rangers and go they and will win pass the ball. and go and win the game. You know, so there are no guarantees. But from the outset, can Rangers sit back or do they simply have to try? Whether it works or not, do they simply yeah. have to try and stop Celtic passing out from the I, back? I don't think it's a case of, of sitting back or, or, or pressing high. I think you can probably have an area of the pitch when you say, right, from this area, we're, we're going to press. Obviously, they want to make Joe Hart kick because they'll believe that, you know, their centre-half will, will be Kyogo in the air. You know, they, he's given away a lot of height in that sense. But as Jim says, you have to get it right. And we're talking about Tillman and Cantwell potentially playing together. It is probably a game where you can get them both in because, you know, the Greg Taylor at left back will come really, really narrow. So for Cantwell, he'll be in more of a number 10 position than the right if wing. If he shakes position. off his dead leg. If of he course. shakes off that dead leg, exactly. So it is probably a game where you can you can get away with not having a traditional winger down that side. But we've also seen Sakala get a lot of joy because the space mm-hmm. that is left out there on a the turnover. So, you know, it's a real difficult one for, for Michael Bill to get right. But, you know, you want to make Joe Hart kick if you potentially can. But if you get that press wrong... You know, you're in big, big trouble. Um, and you have to set traps in order for you to be able to turn yeah. the ball over. Um, Ian, what does this one mean? I mean, they're all important. What specifically is, is riding on this one, apart from the obvious? Um, I, don't, I don't think there's... Um, I don't think there's a massive amount uh, riding on it because I, I honestly think, even if Rangers win, I still think Celtic will go on and and, and uh, lift the title but it's just kind of putting down a marker to let people know that Rangers can get a result and Rangers if they play their cards right they can uh, go to Celtic Park and they can ruffle Celtic's feathers and get to know how to play against them because the thing is the, the advantage I think that Rangers Rangers will know everybody knows how Celtic will play but nobody knows how Rangers are going to play, and that includes Celtic. So it's a bit of a guessing game for them and how Rangers are going to approach this mm. game. Is that is that an advantage, though, Ian? I mean, if you had the choice, you'd rather have it the other way round, would you not, with this sort of 
proven, consistent game plan that clearly works. No, my Celtic are very, very good at what they do. There's, there's no doubt about that. But at some point, somebody's going to have to. There, there has to be a like. There has to be a way of stopping it. There has to be a, a way of. There's no way Celtic can play that way all the time for the next three, four years of the manager still there and still get the same results. Somebody's got to come up with a plan to stop it. And is that why the word like marker will get mm-hmm. used, Jim? Because if you can't win the league and most mm-hmm. people expect that Michael Beale can't, the first logical step, well, try and beat them once. Yeah. Try, try and beat mm-hmm. them in a head-to-head, first of all. Mm-hmm. And then again, what uh, was it Connor Goldson last week? Um, and I know some people mm-hmm. scoffed at it, mm-hmm. but saying when Michael Beale came in, we wanted to win the league from this point. And mm-hmm. I know why people scoff at that, yeah. because you can't put that in a trophy cabinet. Mm-hmm. Fine. But internally, that has to be the type of thing that you try and chip away at. Yeah, of course. I mean, listen, Ian, Ian saying that doesn't he make a huge difference, but it does psychologically because you've got the semi-final coming up, sure, and and in a couple of weeks' time. And if Celtic won the game and if they won it comprehensively, then you know it's got to deflate Rangers. It's got to put seeds of doubt into you know how your how your progression is. Oh wait a minute! Progression is not quite at the the rate where we thought there would be. Um, and Celtic again. The other side, their 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 confidence levels, and their belief goes through the roof. So I think there is, as you termed it, a marker. Uh, can Rangers have some sort of markers? Can they identify some sort of weakness in Celtic, whether they win the game or not? I think they've got to have mm. some aspect of the game where they come out with um, aspects of it being improved since yeah. in the previous because they've got this huge semi final coming up, and it's unlikely, highly unlikely they'll win the league. So the semi final becomes. You know the biggest match yeah. of the season for Rangers. Really. Well, of course, when Michael Beale was there under Stephen Gerrard, mm-hmm. at first, Marvin, you'll remember fine well, the gap is massive in the league, and the head-to-heads are an absolute mismatch. And before you can talk about overthrowing the full thing, you need to at least just try and and chip away. And you'll remember eventually, Rangers were able to get a result against Celtic on a on a sort of one-off basis, and then that that. Does that give you what is it? Does that give you that belief that you're doing the right things? Is that why it's important over and above the three points? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, Michael Bill's record's been absolutely fantastic. He's matched and you know since coming into the job. But like you said, on Saturday is a massive marker to be laid. You know, how close are we actually to Celtic? You know, with the heads to heads. Because let's be honest, when you go into the league next season, it's not about you know what you do against the other teams. It's about what you do against each other. That's where Michael Bill want to be in the place because they expect to be everybody else. So yeah, come Saturday, it's, it's a huge one for them. Um, it's very interesting that Ian speaks about how do we stop Celtic rather than what can we do to make Celtic try and stop us. And I think that lets you know, you know, the mindset of where the fans really are at. You know, we need to stop Celtic first and foremost rather than implementing our mm. game plan on them. Uh, which, funnily enough, Robert says we've got nothing to lose on Saturday. The league's done. We need to play to our strengths rather than cater to Celtics. We are definitely capable of winning at Parkhead, says Robert on Twitter. What about Jerry then from a Celtic perspective in Rutherglen? Jerry, I take it you'll be confident that all this talk about markers and progress that actually come mid late afternoon, you'll have Rangers put in their place. Uh, uh, hello, good evening. Uh, first time caller. Good to have you. Uh, just like to say that what's in here tonight, um, I think it's fantastic. And just quickly to jump off the, I've watched you over the years. Uh, I think one of the most honest, hard-working professionals, and any kid looking to know what it takes and who you aspire to, to do no, uh, leave no problem with yourself. So, um, 
Very kind of Jerry. That's very like kind, that. Jerry. Thanks very because much, th- Jerry. This week is it's never a polite week. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> For anyone who heard Willie it's, it's, on the phone in last night, it's never yeah. a polite week. Well, but Jerry can Jerry, you can yeah. come you can come yeah. back. Another you can side come of back. the coin, Jerry's um, very polite. What are you thinking then about the weekend specifically? Just uh, well, I mean I like to see Celtic win. If they lose, I don't lose any sleep over it, but I like to see them win. Um but I'm just been listening to some of the calls today, reading things on Twitter. My concern is for Saturday is complacency. Um, among the fans, first of all, because uh, this is a couple of calls ago, the guy said, oh, the chap came on and said, we just want for nothing, or there's something wrong with him. I just think we need to be careful of being complacent. I suspect Big Angel had that under control as far as the players are concerned. And also on the Saturday, Callum McGregor, if he sees that kicking man, uh, I think he'll put a, a stop to that as well But it's just um, Rangers are a wee bit of an unknown entity Just now because uh, They've had a couple of cracking games They've played teams off the park They've had a couple of good games They're still grinding out results Celtic, yeah uh, The weekend did well to get the win Did Ross County and the scoreline The history books will make it look quite comfortable But they're only firing all cylinders So it's just um, I just, I suppose, a word of caution is all I would say. I don't think Celtic will get beat. I don't think that at all. But I just, I don't, I don't like to hear this sort of uh, stuff, you know, around it. Uh, or all we have to do is turn up. I see it too many times over years watching football, watching junior football, and it never ever works out that way. So that's really. My point and just see what the panel thought about that. Terry, one thing I can assure you, you do not have to worry about, and that's complacency with Ange Postacoglu and his staff and, and the players that you have at that football club. You know, they, Ange has spoken about it before, you know, they train every day at 100%. You know, to be involved in that squad, you have to give everything day in, day out. Celtic will not be complacent. If they are to lose this game or to drop points in this game, it won't be down to complacency. Um, you know, because as I said, you know, they go about their business in the correct fashion. They are, they are born winners. You know, Ange's really got that club going again he's been absolutely fantastic as a manager he won't let his players come off that you know regardless of who they're playing especially especially in this derby game so trust me you don't have to worry about that because and Jerry said about fans as well fan complacency doesn't actually matter does it what it does no. do is it just provides ammunition if it goes wrong because then you know we'll get calls next week oh yeah where's that guy last week that said it, it it winds things up in terms of bragging rights and bravado and and that side of it, but fan complacency surely doesn't. No, that doesn't impact anything. Match. You know, players don't even care about that. You know, they really, really won't be listening to that. They know what they have to go and do. You know, in order for them to be celebrating at two o'clock or half past two, whatever time the game finishes, you know, no on Saturday they have to win that game of football. So, fans are allowed to you know go off and be complacent and, and start to think these things and talk about three and four nil wins the players understand the job in hand mm. you know and they won't become complacent Jerry, are you out and about in Rutherglen it sounds a bit windy are you taking in a nice evening walk yes I'm out with the dog quite Catch right a nice summer evening well tell 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 Henrik we're asking for him and hope he enjoys his walk. Jamie tweeted in to say is Jerry currently skydiving because <laughs> it was very windy but Jerry make sure you, will you give us a call back sometime Yes, I'll do. Thanks again. Good man, that Cheers, was Jerry <laughs> and uh, Henrik the dog there out in Rutherglen. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Good time to call. You could be on next. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. 
Jim Duffy and Marvin Bartley are here It's 01419511025 Jim Duffy's witnessed the build up to thousands of these games <laughs> And well we've sucked Marvin Bartley into our weird and wonderful ways I think over the last few seasons So do get in touch and let us know what you're thinking You can of course tweet as well at Clyde SSB um, But it's much more fun when we get you on the phones uh, I must admit I think it was around this time last night We had one of, one of the all time great calls I played it back for you mm. Willie, honestly, what a mazy run he went on And then he even dropped a sweary word on me right at the end Just to make sure I was still on my toes But everywhere I've been today, somebody wants to talk about, yeah. about that call uh, It was a sensational call, uh, Gordon, I have to say that As you say, he was uh, he was as sharp as a tack, that's for sure He went from one subject Oof. to the next in a millisecond As entertaining as it was Don't do that to my heart rate, my blood pressure tonight Right? Let's just keep it a bit more on the, the straight and narrow Brian is the man for that A safe pair of hands Brian what are you thinking about The build up there In the next couple of days Well first of all I can reassure you I won't be swearing Thank you Thank you very much Yeah uh, I believe that I don't think there's much Between the teams And I know that's You know People will say Well nine point gap Celtic champions At the moment uh, I think The big difference Between the two teams Is Celtic like to start Really really quickly and they like to dominate possession and grind their opponents into the into the dust. And uh, there's no doubt that they have done that very successfully and consistently over the last year and a half. Rangers are more steadfast. We don't start too quickly, and I think we realise it's a 90-minute game. The only prediction I'll make is if the game is close, get into the last 20 minutes, even if it's a draw at that point, I believe Rangers will win the game. But that is only my opinion. We don't know how the game is going to go. Uh, what I said to the producer was, at the top of the show, you were talking about trying to get Tillman and uh, Todd Cantwell mm -hmm. in the same team. And I, I've come up with a way of doing that. Uh, now, I'm not Michael Beale, right? I, I'm just giving you my, you know, Take and how you can do that, Michael might have a different plan. Mm -hmm. uh, what I would do is I would have the same goalkeeper, same back four, uh, Barisic, I think, will play. Uh, hopefully, Raskin will be fit and he'll uh, anchor the midfield with Ryan Jack. That gives you a bit of legs and a bit of steel in that, which allows your the forward players to do their stuff. Uh, I would have Cantwell just playing in front of them and off the number nine. Uh, I would have Kent and Tillman as my wide players and this is the joker in the pack. Uh, I would have uh, Fashion playing as the central forward. Now Fashion playing against the other teams in the league is not going to get the room to do that but Celtic obviously are going to push up and they're going to press and I feel that will give us match winners and also pace, which will give Celtic problems. I mean, we're obviously looking at Celtic. Don't need to worry about us. But I think they actually probably do need to worry about us. I agree with most Rangers fans. We lost the league in late October, early November, when we dropped seven points in that period to go nine points. But no doubt we have improved under Michael Beale 
we seem to have a, a lot more backbone and a lot more belief. Uh, but the nine-point gap was always going to be very difficult to bridge. What do you make of Brian? Is he one you you're, you were nodding away, Brian? I think you're going to be the Queen of the South assistant manager <laughs> next season. You're. It, it makes sense with what Brian's saying. Definitely, you know, I think you need a, a striker that can stretch the game. I think if you have Tillman, Cantwell uh, and Ryan Kent and then a centre forward who's going to come towards the game, I think you're going to have massive, massive problems. As Brian said there, Celtic won't change the way they play and they'll press hard and, you know, the defence will be on the halfway line. You know, pace is, is what everybody fears. And and just having that, I think, would create a little bit more space. I think Starfell and Carter Vickers will have a bit of mindful thinking we can't leave that space in behind us. So maybe they'll drop 10 or 15 yards. And then that creates, you know, more space for your Countwells and Tillmans and Ryan Kent to get on the ball. So, listen, I, I understand what Brian's saying. I think it makes perfect sense. I think if you're going to go with those two playing, you do need a runner up the top end. Is is there, a, is there a negative side to all this, though, Brian, in that we've spent all season, really, debating whether Morelos or Cholak should play? And you've got none of them playing in arguably the biggest game of the season. Does that... Mean that the number nines is that a problem position for Rangers all of a sudden? Are neither of them cutting it? No, it's not a problem position if you're playing against any other team in that league, right? But it's a problem against Celtic because they're obviously far, far better. Uh, most teams in the league will try and uh, funnel back and make sure that they deny space. If you've got that, then Morelis or Cholak would be a better bet. Uh, I'm not writing, I'm not writing Cholak off. I think he'll play a part, you know, next season and for, you know for the rest of this season. I'm just talking about this game, you know, its own merit. Uh, I believe that uh, Alfie will believe in and he'll go with my best wishes. For a million pounds, he has been a real huge success for the for the club. And uh, considering he was only 20 years old and the amount of goals, he's our top scorer in Europe. He'll go with my wishes I believe he'll go I get what Brian's mm. saying And I appreciate mm. He's Making a positive case for mm. it Which is fine I won't push back too much But generally speaking Jim If you mm. are going into A massive game I mean Put it this way There is There's no conceivable mm. Big fixture Celtic Would go into Where people would say Yeah you know I wouldn't play Kyogo Or oh I would play mm. Someone else If either of them Were in red hot Irresistible form Then you wouldn't you wouldn't suggest that, and I get, but I do know what Brian means in terms of tailoring it specifically to the yeah. opponent. But no, I I, I think the, the you know Brian's obviously thought about this, and I think like you know it, it makes sense. It's not like these kind of one of these sometimes that somebody's just going random. Let's play two up top and leave ourselves open in the midfield. Not that he's looked at all aspects. Of it. He's tried to give balance in midfield. He's tried to give legs. He's tried to give pace. He knows the way Celtic will play. They will play high. They will push their centre backs up. They won't just drop off. There will be space in behind. You know whether you can exploit that or not is another matter. It's about the right type of passes. It's about if you're going to play counter attack. It's about getting that balance right but you know listen you know Rangers have tried Marielis have tried Kolac it's not quite worked um, you know to, to go be enough to go and win the games so perhaps throwing a little span on the watch throwing a you know a, a, a little surprise package by putting Sakala up front and provided you know they've, they've worked at it and they understand it and the players buy into it then, then yeah, mm. why why not try something yeah. different in this particular game? This is the thing. I'm trying to word it properly because I'm not saying that won't work. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter to me. Brian's plan mm. might might be brilliant. I suppose I'm trying to get at Marvin of. I would hazard a guess. Rangers haven't played. Have they played any games without mm. Cholak and uh, or Morelos? Sorry, this season. Probably oh, not. But they're, so, fin they're finished with Sakala up top though. They yeah. have finished games. They have, I mean, I think mm. one of the last 
Celtic have had a game before that They played They end up with Sakala Through the middle You know, you know There would need to be a, a really specific set of circumstances For you to try something For the very first time In a game like Like this But this might be the game To try And as Brian said You know The reason for trying it Makes perfect sense You know Who's your fastest forward Sakala So if Celtic are going to squeeze the game And leave a lot of space in behind Who's the one that can exploit that And then you've got Tillman And you've got Cantwell Who are very good on the ball who can play those three balls, you know, you're going to try and control possession and, and potentially counter-attack. So you're going to need pace at the top end. As I said, if you've got a centre-forward coming in towards the mm. ball, that isn't, that isn't what you need. Is that mm-hmm. then... Rangers' best performances this season have been away league games at tough venues, mm. Tynecastle and Easter Road. Mm-hmm. Now, I can hear you all out there making your way home and shouting at radio. Celtic Park is a good bit tougher than them, <laughs> but but there must be something in it, Jim. There must be something in that that it just suits Rangers yeah, because better te- than teams are coming on to Rangers. Then of the course, space. there's a bit more space. They're a bit more open, uh, and therefore Rangers have taken full advantage of that and been have been absolutely terrific, particularly Ten Castle and Easter Road, as you mentioned. Um, and, and and Celtic will do the same. Celtic will come at Rangers. They won't sit there and think, let's wait 15 minutes and see how Rangers are going to play. Mm-hmm. They will start the game. They will play um, the way they normally play. They'll get after Rangers. Rangers will expect that. As I say, but at Celtic Park, it is a bit different. As we mentioned before, yeah, I know we do it a little bit tongue in cheek about you know how quickly they get the ball into play, but it is mm-hmm. something that Celtic work on. And you know teams have got to relate to it. And it's really difficult if you play. The vast majority of your games in a certain way, Gordon, and all of a sudden there's a little ricochet and the ball goes out yeah. between two players. Some players, it's just automatic. You think, oh, that was your ball. Next minute, the ball's thrown over your yeah. head. Well, it's thrown the attack. It's funny you say that. These type of things have to be unbelievably disciplined. Funny you say that because I, I do want to elaborate on this either mm. later tonight or later mm. in the week. But you remit the Hamden mm. game recently. Yeah. Rangers were actually trying to really slow it down yeah, the, the yeah, ball yeah. because why, why wouldn't you? You know, it's all yeah. right, all this bravado. Oh, we, we'll go toe to toe. We'll play them at their own game. But why would yeah. you? You'd yeah. want to throw the opponent and, off the rhythm. And, you know, you? obviously, I was, I was, you know, Scotland Spain game there. Uh, you know, the other week, and uh, Spain were complaining about the, the state of the pitch and slowing the game down and all that stuff. So there are methods, but at Celtic Park, it is much mm-hmm. more difficult. So yeah, Rangers will get a little bit more space to play. In terms of Celtic coming towards them, but as, as as Marvin says, you have to have real confidence in ball security. That's the reason why Cantwell, Raskin, and possibly Tillman could be really, really uh, pivotal in that. Thank you, Brian. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online. Thescottishsun.co.uk/slash-football. We talk about the manager of the month curse, where you get the award and then you lose your next game. Let's see if it applies to beat the pundit, <laughs> and then we can start a, a new curse this evening. If you want to take on Marvin or Jim Duffy, it's oh one four one nine five one one zero two five, and the lines close at seven. So be quick. Tackle the headlines. 0141951 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Jim Duffy and Marvin Bartley are here It's 0141951025 And as always you can get in touch on Twitter At Clyde SSB I feel like we're really into the nitty gritty of this type of week I mean the first caller I think said Rangers would win 3 or 4 nil, And then the next caller said that No actually it was Celtic that would win 3 or 4 nil. I was, I've never written my Existence been confident of a scoreline prediction. I'm always like mm. admirable of people who are yeah. so full of conviction on it. Yeah, I know. Like they... Hugh Evans, I mean, <laughs> mostly gets it wrong. 
He gives it a go though, doesn't he, Hugh? That's, yeah. that's one thing we can say about him, but I'm the same as you. The last time I was on my map and I nearly got the, the By the way, score. I, nearly, I remember yeah, that. That was incredible. Three games that night. Yeah. And what were you, one I think, goal out? Yeah, 3 1, I think. And then I had 4 2. So was it Celtic Hearts? Yeah, I think four Hibs two Rangers. Rangers at Easter Road. Rangers won four and one, one, each, and one, one each. Yeah, so superb. I was the man. Al- almost the experience, but, but no, but no, almost with no cigar. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, it's that time already. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online. The Scottish slash football. You've heard it all before on weeks like this. You know, Celtic are in this long winning run. Can Rangers end it? Is it about markers? Is it about psychology? Is it just about winning the game in, in hand, the game in question? It's a bit like Beat the Pundit tonight. Seven <laughs> in a row for the pundits. Wow. Mm. Which means, I think the pressure's, the pressure is kind of off you, Malcolm and Bishop Briggs, isn't it? It's all the pressure on these guys because they don't want to be the one that brings the, the winning run to an end. Oh, no, no pressure at all. Night seven. Yeah, beat that. Exactly. I think that's. I I've think lost that, the last two. Have you? Yeah. Oh yeah, you've had a mere recently. Bad Yeah. But it's down to your question again. I, I was actually listening oh, to the it? show is and it? you messed up another question. Did I? What the question? Day. I actually can't remember, but exactly. I did hear it. And can't I be not memorable then. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's poor <laughs> from me. I should have messaged you. Was, so you nearly remembered it and you nearly messaged me. This is a compelling case uh, you're building here. Come on, I'm gonna I'm gonna remember. Good, good on you. I'll give you till midnight. <laughs> um, right, Malcolm, I'm gonna toss the coin. It's very straightforward. If it's heads, you'll play Jim Duffy, and if it's tails, you're gonna ask me wants to play first because no one wants to face me, surely. Uh, no, he says he would rather. Oh Ma- no, he does say he would rather he would rather play Jim for yeah. some reason. Ah, well, I've changed my I've been playing Marvin. Wow, oh, there you go. His mind. <laughs> yeah. Okay, he thinks, thinks you'd be much easier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> we'll see. Anyway, heads it's Jim, tails it's Marvin. Let's find out. Is that a 2 It's a heads, says Jim Duffy. You're off the hook. Yeah, Malcolm, hope you lose, mate. Because you know, see if you lose three in a row, you're off the show. That was it. What? You, you were gone. No, you I can't yeah, do I'm that. I've got a fob. I'm serious. <laughs> oh, listen to him. He's, he's buzzing Jim Duffy because we eventually mm-hmm. gave him a fob to the building because right. I'm, fe- I'm yeah. fed up going to the door mm-hmm. and let him in every time. And then he went, just didn't bring it for like the next three weeks. Mm. Yeah, and then today I had it, and then I was watching with Jim. I was here now, I was gutted. I was trying to wait for him. Anyway, <laughs> let's give Jim something else to listen to, and I'll turn it up nice and loud, Malcolm. 30 seconds, just answer as many questions as you can, and pass if you don't know the answer, okay? Okay. Good man, your time starts now. Which former Celtic player announced today he's leaving Norwich? Okay. After Alan McGregor, which current Rangers player has made the most appearances? Tavernier How did Hamilton beat last night? Bayfowers Who was named Scottish Premiership Manager of the Month for March? Um, Barry Robson Name any country outside the UK that Chris Boyd played in professionally America Apart from Celtic, you're the only SPFL side who've lost just one league game this season Oh Uh, Don Okay, okay. Let's bring back Jim Duffy. Don't go breaking my heart. Uh, yeah, I could hear it from here. Yeah, exactly. I did say it was going to be nice and loud. That was loud. <laughs> oh, incredible! Yeah. Right, you ready? Same set of questions, Jim. Yeah, you go. Thirty seconds starts now. Which former Celtic player announced today he's leaving Norwich? Timo Pukki. After Alan McGregor, which current Rangers player has made the most appearances? It's going to be Tavernier. I'll go, so I'll go Tavernier. Who did Hamilton beat last night? Beth Rovers. Who was named Scottish Premiership Manager of the Month for March? Oh, um, Stephen Robinson. Name any country outside the UK Chris Boyd played in professionally? Uh, the States. Apart from Celtic, who's the only SPFL side who've lost just one league game this season? Uh, Rangers. 
Who did Callum Davidson replace as St Johnston manager? Um, Tommy Knight. Mm, okay. Malcolm, you were magnificent. Have no, you ever, I have you, think so. Have you ever played before? No, never. Sounded confident to me. Did you hear Malcolm? No, I was listening, I was listening to the music. To, it was decent. Yeah. <laughs> Don't break in my heart. Look where I was. Yeah. <laughs> I can see you two, Elton and Eddie, right enough. Jeez, there's a thought that's going to keep everyone awake tonight. Um, which former Celtic player announced today he's leaving Norwich? You both knew it was Timu Puki. Uh, after Alan McGregor, it's James Tavernier. You both got it. Who did Hamilton beat last night? Wraith Rovers. Both got it. What a game we had in our hands. Malcolm. Knew Barry Robson was manager of the month oh, right. in the so Premiership. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Malcolm, mm-hmm. it, it was at this point I knew you were a player. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Boyd played in the USA and Turkey, so you both mm-hmm. got a point on the board. So Jim still trails by one. Now, imagine how bad it would be if the answer to this question was a team in the same league as. Jim But he didn't get it And Malcolm <laughs> did Tim Fairman It's Tim Fairman I was thinking Premier League It was Tim Malcolm You're sensational <laughs> I mean, would I guess Are you joking me <laughs> No don't say that Malcolm Say you knew how, how, how do you guess Tim Fairman of all mm-hmm. teams I know I know they're top And I know they're playing well mm-hmm. And I know When Jim said Rangers And he fell off my seat laughing But, um, <laughs> but I, I knew they'd been Playing well Tim Fairman They've only lost Rangers have only lost twice To be fair Um, But it is Dunfermline uh, So Malcolm Mm -hmm. leads by two And you did But but what a game Because you Mm -hmm. knew Tommy Wright uh, On here as well Your old pal Remember he took took the half You ever heard this? (laughs) (laughs) You know on this And it's partially my fault right But as if I'm getting in between Jim Duffy and Tommy Wright For goodness sake (laughs) Um, we, We generally ask all the pundits At the start of the season their predictions so it's just, it's yeah, one yeah. the league. It's well, just well, league positions all the yeah. way down it's just a bit of fun obviously because who's ever going to get that right and it's, it's a bit of fun and sometimes current current players in the league like Andy or whatever will say look I'm not going to say who's going down but Jim had predicted St Johnston to finish <laughs> bomb and then Tommy Wright refused to do interviews with Super Scoreboard after that <laughs> Or on Jim yeah, Give me a bit of stick there. I, mean, that's I mean no Come on yeah. The life of a pundit Exactly It's a bit of fun <laughs> And we really missed Those interviews as well um, Anyway Malcolm Superb You got every Question Right Wow uh, I won I Who's that in the background Malcolm That's my, that's my wee 10 year old son He oh. wanted the phone tomorrow To beat Mark Wilson Um but I was like No I'll have the phone tonight Well to Wilson, be fair 10 year old You'll definitely beat Mark Wilson <laughs> What's your son's name, Malcolm? What's that, sorry? What's your son's name? Brett. Brilliant, honestly. I hope you're. Do you know what, Malcolm? You've unlocked something because mm-hmm. if you get every question right, you get the chance to get all ten. That's the way it works. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? Oh yeah. Go who for scored? It. Who scored more times for Scotland? Scott McTominay or Callum McGregor? McTominay. He's still going. Mm. Oh my goodness Producer Chris has thrown in The easiest question of all time Next How many teams are in the English Premier League? 20 Which current Rangers player's dad Played for both Barcelona and Real Madrid? Oh Hadji That's him got is nine that? He's got nine mm. This is incredible Well Producer Chris can't count clearly he's got, he's got, No because you know, Jim got through one more question Remember yeah. With the, the Tommy Wright one Yeah Incredible uh, And your, your your final question Malcolm For the 10 Who did Mullerwell play this weekend? Oh um, <laughs> Countdown Quick 3 uh, 2 uh, 1 uh, 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 
Ah, uh, it was oh, Livingston. Livingston. I had to make a question up to yeah. the <laughs> Well done, Malcolm. The sign ball is on its way. You were fantastic. Well done. Well done, buddy. Bring on Hannah. Bring on Roger Hannah. He's getting <laughs> brilliant. Well done, Malcolm. Kettle of fish. Well done. I mean, look, two things. Malcolm was good. But then it's like we're seeing you. Sometimes you need a bit of luck. Mm. If he's guessing them firmly, you know you're yeah. in bother. You know. Yeah, I, it's, I mean, I'm thinking the Premier League, not an SPF. That throws me so as well, Jim. When that's that's where I, that's where I went wrong. Got to get your terminology. Yeah, right. exactly. So, yeah. It was my fault. <laughs> uh, see, that, that's how you lose graciously. I'm just. It's happy never you got the your question fault. right. Have you noticed that? It's I'm happy you got the fault. question right. That's all. I'm proud of you. I am delighted because the seven-game winning run for the pundits is over. Thank you to Malcolm and, and Bishop Jim. Briggs <laughs> and, and Jim. Thanks for losing. Cheers. We're back with a clean slate tomorrow. Mark Wilson and Gordon Dielli, and you never quite know what you're going to get with those two. So. Do they rubbish? Well, they have the odd. They have peaks and troughs <laughs> some, sometimes. Just sometimes. Uh, let's bring in Jonathan Who is on the line I mean I get so much information about the callers This is East Kilbride slash Plymouth I don't, I don't know right. where you are Jonathan Which is quite a difference together. Quite a difference between the two um, What's your point tonight? Uh, hi there guys uh, Yeah it's my first time caller uh, I'm from East Kilbride But I'm actually working in Plymouth at the moment Has the footballing town been rocked by that Humiliation in the cup final at the weekend? <laughs> yeah, they're absolutely devastated by it. I know. Uh, I, sadly, I watched it after the Celtic game, and uh, yeah, it was an absolute demolition on Bones' part. <laughs> I don't think you would ever hear too much about Plymouth on the show. Still top of the league, though. I was, yeah, mm-hmm. I was speaking to someone the other day who's from Plymouth, works up here, but not even really a football fan. But went all the way down, joined his mates from school, big day out, mm-hmm. going to Wembley. And it was, did they not? Were they not they were two, down? Two, two, two nil down in nine minutes or something. Oh, you know, something. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Hardy. That's that's all I've got. That's yeah. the sort of link to um, <laughs> that, Scotland. That, to that, that, that's a lot. That's, yeah, I think there, there will be more. Anyway, mm-hmm. Jonathan, stop me from distracting you. What are you thinking about this weekend? <laughs> yeah, so I'm actually pretty confident uh, going into this game. Unfortunately, I'm uh, I'm one of these Celtic fans that I'm never I'm never overly confident. I know I heard one guy tonight saying it's going to be a three 0 demolition for Rangers, and then another one saying it's going to be a three 0 demolition for Celtic. Um, I could do what Jim said earlier on. I think we're one of these teams that if Celtic play at their best and Rangers play at their best, then Celtic are going to get the result. Um, my only slight concern, not really a worry, but just a slight concern, is if something goes wrong during the game. I mean, an example of that being at Ibrox, I thought Celtic were absolutely cruising at one 0 up. Looks so we're going to go on and absolutely demolish Rangers, but then Greg Taylor picks up that injury. Juranovic comes on, goes through probably one of his worst performances we've seen in a Celtic shot, and then it all just sort of falls apart for a spell from there. But then again, we still went on and managed to get the draw. I mean, that's, that is it. That is that's football, isn't it? Because um, I remember that game. Some people said the turning point was Joe Hart. Um, did he get caught in the ball or something? And couple of times like um, that, and it seemed it? to give you know a bit of fresh impetus yeah. to Rangers and then other people saying well actually Greg Taylor going off and he does have the dead leg we don't know Bernabe does come on and score at the weekend yeah I mean there's obviously a natural replacement now but a different type of player and not someone who hasn't played uh, regularly um, you know for Celtic so you know, again, as, as you mentioned, the way Celtic play with inverted fullbacks, it's, it's you know Taylor and, and Johnson is, 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 is uh, he made his debut in in, in the, the game, so you know they they've uh, slipped in seamlessly to those type of roles. Uh, feel very comfortable, give Celtic that overload in midfield, and then allows them to play um, with the with the two wide players. So you know it, it really suits them. Whereas if you've got a a, a, a different type of player in there like Juranovic uh, to play as Jonathan mentioned, it didn't quite work. And Juranovic has been out for a while and all these sort of things. He's maybe head was elsewhere. Who knows? 
But either way, uh, yeah, there, there are things, as I was saying before, things, football sometimes, you know, if everything, is, as I was mentioned, is straightforward, then I think Celtic will win the game. But there are things that can influence games, you know, whether it's decisions, whether it's injuries, you know, whether it's, um, you know, debatable, and obviously we've got VAR, we haven't had a, a real controversial decision yet in an old firm match, so mm-hmm. maybe maybe we're due one this weekend. Mm. You're great, I'll phone in sick on Monday <laughs> And Tuesday and Wednesday and so on um, But I, I guess Jim and Jonathan are right Marvin Because it can be a, a Seemingly small thing I mean for instance We spend lots of hours on this show Praising Celtic for how deep their squad is And how they've got so many options um, But you know The left back going off and being replaced by a guy Who'd just been at the World Cup And, and has now gone on to get a £10 million move To the top end of the Bundesliga now Jonathan's on saying that's what derailed Celtic So sometimes it doesn't even need to be Something that on the outside seems massive Yeah but all these things we're talking about You know is kind of you know Celtic having a bit of bad luck um, I agree with Jonathan and Jim And Jonathan's right to be confident You know in terms of being confident That Celtic will win the game As long as you know they play to their their potential But but you're right Gordon You know sometimes it's substitutions Or you know an injury might happen Or something else But these are all the things we're talking about For Rangers to go on to potentially win this game. They need that little bit of luck or they need to adapt their game to to play against Celtic. Um, I, I just think, listen, I think and will have them going again. I don't think you need to motivate players for this game because, you know, it's a massive, massive fixture. But they're not going to change the way that they're playing. And, you know, their tails will really be wagging. They didn't play that great at the weekend, but still win 2-0. Shows how good they are as a, as a football club and as a team. But they'll want to put that right. You know, they want to really put on a performance for their fans this weekend. And that's a worry for Rangers. I think also having a, a three-week kilt. I think that uh, you know when they've had a lot of games and you you know listen we know they're big squads but you can you can just like calm everybody down refresh the squad just get back to what you're really good at uh, and I think that will help well, both teams but I definitely think it will help Celtic just re-energise again. Jonathan Rio Hitati was missing from the previous game. He got rave reviews in the meeting at Hamden. He of course burst onto the scene in this fixture in quite an impressive and dramatic way. I wonder where he is. In your sort of Irreplaceable Bracket You know Like I'd imagine most Celtic fans Feel like You know No one really can take Callum McGregor's place No one can take uh, Cameron Carter Vickers place Maybe Kyogo But at times We've we've heard arguments Is Hitati very much in that? Where does he rank in that Irreplaceable bracket? I don't I don't really think There's any player At Celtic at the moment That you would class as Irreplaceable I mean, we've got certainly people that can slip into that option. Um, I mean, like you just have to look at Ange Postecoglou with his recruitment so far. I'd say about 99% of the players that he's brought in can slip into those areas. I mean, I remember when Kyogo got injured um, at the start of last season, people thought that's when Celtic were going to go in a downward spiral, and we didn't. We just sort of um, piled on from there. Um, I was just going to say one really quick thing, if it's okay, mm-hmm. uh, just before I go. Just wanted to give a quick shout out to the uh, Eagle Celtic Supporters Club down here in Plymouth. Uh, we're all actually travelling up for the game on Friday. Got myself a nice wee seven o'clock flight, so uh, going to enjoy a good wee day in Glasgow wow, and travelling. I thought I'd give them a shout. I didn't know such a thing existed, but there we are. Well done to all the folks travelling up. Hope you have Brilliant. a safe travel and uh, a good weekend. Um, maybe a replaceable was a poor choice of word for me, Marvin. But to, to sort of elaborate on that, as an example in the wide areas, right? You know. If if Abada doesn't make it, you know Maida and Jota yeah. and the rest and Haksibanovic, I, d- I don't feel like Celtic fans who call this show. I don't feel like that would damage their confidence levels too much. Mm-hmm. Similarly, if I don't know Moy and Ireland, yeah, mm-hmm. as an example, um, 
Alistair Johnson's been brilliant mm-hmm. But you know again Anthony Ralston comes in sometimes I do feel like there would be at least A slightly bigger drop off in confidence Without Rio Hatati Just because he's been so impressive No? Yeah I, I agree with you I think it'd be a significant drop off um, I think him and McGregor are the two that you look at And if they're not playing you worry I think for me Hatati's been absolutely fantastic And we're all speaking about Kyogo being you know Player of the season for Celtic and, and for the league but he can't be far behind him. You know, when he plays for Celtic, he really makes him tick. Again, McGregor, fantastic. Two brilliant, brilliant footballers in that area. And, you know, and wouldn't like to put people in, you know, order of how importance because they're all important to him. But, you know, from the outside looking in, he has to be in the top two or three, definitely. Mm, thank you, Jonathan. Again, 01419511025. I'll get a full-time teaser up and running for these two next. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141-951-1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Marvin Bartley and Jim Duffy, I've got a question that's tailor-made for you on the full-time teaser. Because it's, it's tough, but I think between the two of you, I think you've got the appropriate skill set <laughs> to team up and get this one bang on. It was Stephen that sent it in. And he wants you to name the 10 players... Who've scored in the English Championship this season And have played for a non-Old Firm team Within the last three years So can you name 10 players who've scored in the English Championship this season And they've played for a non-Old Firm team in Scotland In the last three years So since the 2020-21 season Ryan Porteous Oh I might have known you'd go for him first Your favourite Yes Course for Watford and Hibs, in case you couldn't put that together. Dykesy. Yes. Any that you've not worked with or <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what he's here for. <laughs> pick pick, pick the, t- the the players. Um so he's bound to be good at this, keeps an eye on that type of Yeah, no, you're just Scott McKenna. He's an, uh he's an English Premier League remember, oh, Marvin. He's Forest. He scored in the oh, yeah, championship. Yes, yes, yes. Now yes. who's getting the questions wrong? Yes, you're right. Mm-hmm, I know. Keep making sure you're on your toes. Um, I mean, he's injured, to be fair, for quite some time, but he, he resides in the English Premier League. I'm just going through the, the teams along the Burnley, Sheffield United, and then just what more we do. I'll tell you what, whilst you do that, whilst you do that, let's bring in Jason, who's a St. Mirren fan on the line, which is a nice change from the bravado ahead of Saturday. Your team are f- flying a bit at the moment, are they not, Jason? Yeah, good evening lads, uh, Gordon, Jim, Martin, how you doing? I'm actually just about to take uh, charge of assistant game myself down on the board this week, a bit of a derby down here. Oh, lovely. Uh, who's the team then? You've got to mention that. Uh, Hoyt Royal Albert, uh-huh. I've coached with them, I've played People's Rovers uh, in the first division, so three leagues below all. So that's a cup game? That's a derby. This is a league game, um, but it is a derby. It's yeah. ninth, oh, sorry, I thought you said they were divisions derby. below. Sorry, there, that is a derby. I've seen that name pop up in those Scottish Cup draws. I get involved in the very early stages of those, so I've I've seen them all. I've seen them all. Are you favourites, Jason? Uh, probably not. We're second, but we do have five games in hand or four games <laughs> in hand now, probably. Um, so I think we've got time to call the points back. Good. Right. Well, before you take to the touchline, what's your point about St Mirren? Yeah, I know. I'm aware there's a big game coming up on um, Saturday with the old fun, but I thought I'd detract away from that for a wee minute, if, if I may. It's surrounding St. Nunn and another big game that I feel is happening this Saturday with St. Nunn against Hearts um, at Tynecastle. And I was just wanting to ask yourselves and, and Jim and Marvin, is it beyond the realms of possibility that next year St. Nunn could have Europa Conference League coming to Paisley? Um, we've done well this season. Stephen Robertson's done a phenomenal job. Uh, you look at the teams we've played, if I'm right in saying, 
I think we're the only team to beat Angie's side this season. I could be wrong in that. No, you're right uh, domestically, yep. But and we certainly gave another good game if it wasn't for Charles Dunn's red card and we gave Rangers a good game at Sitmarin Park. So is it beyond the realms of possibility that Sitmarin could secure that for spot given that Hearts have went into a bit of what's probably described as a bit of a free fall recently? Well, you don't need third to get into no, Europe, of course, yeah. Jim. Because that's three UEFA, it, it looks it? like the top five. Well, yeah. uh, with Rangers and Celtic probably mm-hmm. going on to, to win the cup. Um, but, well, you can answer it in both ways. Mm-hmm. Could St Mirren still finish third? Because they're only four points off it. Mm-hmm. You have to, you have to, yeah. you have to say yes, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, I mean, and, and on the run of form they're on, I think the belief they've got there, they're notoriously difficult to score against, particularly uh, in Paisley. Um, you know, he's, he's got a really good balance with the squad. There seems to be a real togetherness there. Uh, I agree with Jason. And and the other thing is, which I, you know, I think sometimes goes, you know, um, it's you know, unrewarded is 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 the the what managers put in in the early part and don't always get the results. You need a bit of patience. There was a lot of negativity surrounding Stevie Robinson to start with, but. You know, he shows his experience, he showed his resilience. The board didn't panic, they stayed with him, and now um, they're getting the benefit of that. And yeah, I think he's been absolutely terrific. So, listen, credit to the board, credit to Stevie. Um, the fans have now got behind him. But uh, yeah, yeah, there's absolutely no reason why um, St. Martin shouldn't be you know, ch- uh, targeting European football this season. Uh, why not? You, you've got to have ambition and uh, you know, you've got to set your targets. And, and, and I, I think quietly, they're not going to shout it from the rooftops, but I think th- quietly that there's a lot of belief uh, in Paisley that that can be achieved. Yeah, I think that has to be their aim. And, you know, when you do watch St Mirren, they have their own, you know, style of play with a kind of 3-5-2. They're extremely difficult to play against, a lot of balls into the box. They don't really vary away from that, you know, regardless of previous results. And I think that's what's allowed them to be as successful as they have been. Um, you know, first and foremost, need to make the top six, but they are, they are doing well at this moment in time. But, you know, nobody want to play against them. You know, they're one of those teams that nobody will want to play against. And maybe Livingston from kind of a couple of years ago where people are thinking, you know, rather avoid them. St. Mirren are that team now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, Livingston have dipped a little bit just in mm-hmm. recent weeks. And that, that, that hope obviously is another, you know, there's only a point in it, I think. But they've just, they've just been off the pace a little bit. Obviously, Hibs had a bad result last week. Um, so yeah, I think I think St Man are definitely the team with momentum. I mean, how big then does Saturday become, Jason? I, I'll be honest, right? Honestly, I'm not sure I could have told you before your call that it, there was only four points in it between St Mirren and Hearts. That, that you know you've sneaked up very quickly. It seems. Um, I mean, to go within a point of them potentially at the weekend, given that on Hearts are on, that would be that would be massive, wouldn't it? Uh, absolutely, and I think for me. It, the marker would be the last time they played at Tynecastle when Hearts beat us 1-0 and arguably you know listening to yourselves and, and, and other uh, Scottish football providers in Scotland in terms of broadcasting um, Hearts were lucky that day don't get me wrong I know as a St Mirren fan I'm probably trying to be a bit for stops in Europe coming to Paisley when I'm just glad that we're not still on the, the barrel of relegation and we're away from the playoffs and I'd be more than happy to get in the top six um, but I think we've really shown especially lately that result at the weekend against Livingston apologies Marv I know you're not there anymore but <laughs> um, looking at that 3-0 first half it was comfortable looking at you know when we've played Celtic Rangers at St Mirren Park I know we've not always had the greatest results at the start of the season you rightly said there was negativity but maybe it was just a bit of a I just thought it'd be time to shine a wee bit of light in a club that also had a big game on Saturday and, and I think if we do win this we go within a point obviously I know Aberdeen and Hibs will also have their own games but Certainly one for us to look forward to in Paisley. Yeah, because you're not really sure, Marvin. I mean, sorry to do this to you. I know you're a big Hibs man. Before the weekend, it looked like you know the Hibs were 
we're, we're bang at it And it could be the start of something good Before the mighty steel men rolled into town And, and put an end to that So it's, it's, it, it feels up for grabs Aberdeen are in a good place obviously Yeah it's definitely up for grabs You know obviously with Hibs losing three in a row And they go away to Dundee United on Sunday So it's, it's difficult You know Livingston sitting in seventh place At this moment in time As Jim said You know they've had a bit of a dip in, in form I think it's there for St Mirren You know I really really do I think they're the team that are up there at the moment that people want to avoid. Um, you know, I think they will do it. I think they definitely can do it. And I think just Hibs and Livingston starting at this moment in time is perfect timing for them. What's the, before we let you go and carry out your own managerial duties, Jason, what, what's the key to it being? I mean, how, how much of it do you put down to Stephen Robinson, who clearly knows how to get things done in this league? You saw that with his time at Motherwell. Has that been the driving factor or is it something else? <laughs> Good question to be honest um, I think definitely this season It's been Stephen Robson The players that he's brought in You know we've got Ayunga um, Charles Dunn um, The boy Small That's come in Looks like he'll be a decent player um, I was a bit gutted When we let him and Brophy go If I'm honest And, and brought Tony Watt in Because then Brophy went to Ross County And started you know Banging him in for a couple of weeks For fun um, But Tony Watt got his first goal um, At the weekend But I think Prior to that And I could be as many, Some certain fans might disagree We've we've done all right under managers. Also, we had Jack Ross when we were on the brink of winning League One, brought us up, got promoted. He left. We had Jim Goodwin who'd done well with us. Um, obviously, before he went to Aberdeen, um, and now Stevenson Roberts, Stephen Robinson's came in, and I think he's carried on that good work and added his own touch to it, and then took us, I would argue, to that next level for a club like St. Byrne. Obviously, we're never going to challenge. I might cost myself here. We're never going to challenge Rangers or Celtic, but we can look to be challenging for that third spot with Hearts, and I think at the moment, anyway, he's took us there. So is the big derby in Hoyk in 12 minutes time Is it a 7.45 kickoff? <laughs> it's an 8 o'clock kickoff Oh that's fine Who's doing the warm up? That's what I want to know I know you're not taking the warm up um, Yes I'm allowed to go Keep the warm up Keep us just sitting there <laughs> Jason we'll let you go Make right. sure you get in touch Let us know how the game goes tonight I will do Cheers oh, boys man. Jason in Hoyk On the touch Brilliant Amazing That's the second time That's happened by the, the way power of I was this listening show. before and, and that was happening On a Tuesday night <laughs> Just like To put it together We think Because I'm, ha- I'm delighted To talk St Mirren no, no doubt about it But it's not like There's this breaking St Mirren news That Jason felt He had mm-hmm. to react He just thought Of all the nights I'm not going to wait until the night where I'm not doing anything. No, no, he's, he's I'm going to wait until relaxed. 25 minutes before my team's Man got a game. Be like, if he's on the fringes of getting that playoff position, and there's a last game, and there's, you know he needs it to win. He's going to be sitting in there, half past two, I think, hey, I'll phone up the radio station <laughs> and just, just see how things are getting on. What was it? Hoyk Royal Albert against Peebles. Peebles. Yeah. I'm going to look out for that result mm-hmm. tonight. That's the big one. Forget <laughs> your. Have we got games tonight down south? Uh, Man U, yeah, Brentford. Man, Man U, I think I'm playing as well. Yeah, yeah, I can see teams going along. No, Newcastle. West Ham, Newcastle. I mean, Jim, as as a former Chelsea employee, <laughs> it's just flashed up on the screen. Mm. Frank Lampard come back. Mm. I know we don't talk about English football much mm. on here. Um, we've got our own priorities. Because you get told um, off. But it's it's mm. good to know that they're every bit as wacky and bizarre as mm. us. Frank Lampard. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, listen, it's, a, it's such a stream. But obviously, it was the previous um, owners, um, Roman, Roman Abramovich, that uh, dismissed Frank. So the new owners obviously want someone to get the fans on side. I think that's the big thing. You know, you've got superstar players. They don't really need... Um, uh, you know, overly coached. What they need is someone to galvanise them, and Frank can galvanise the supporters, which are then in turn should yeah. help the players. So yeah, I mean, it's probably an interim 
uh, yeah, job yeah, yeah. Similar to Pop Perhaps Leicester Leeds There's a few clubs just now um, But yeah Listen You know Sometimes you're better to be uh, A fan's favourite Rather than a successful Football manager at times Except And uh, like it. <laughs> uh, I don't think he'll, He would he would turn it down If the opportunity came out Remind uh, me How long before Abramovich came to Chelsea Did you leave the club? I think he came the following summer I think I left in January And I think he came in the summer I think Because I was uh, Claudio Ranieri I was still there obviously I was working underneath him um, And I think uh, I think Abramovich came in in the following summer I want you to think about this long and hard If those sliding doors hadn't happened If he'd mm. managed to stay mm. And hop on board the Abramovich gravy, gravy train mm. Do you think he would spend his Wednesday nights Hanging around with you? Yes, mm. I do I, don't. I think he would be in here Because yeah. Jim is a top a man guy of the people. You on the other hand A man of the people Listen, let, 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 talking about sliding doors I've this before I, I'm but now uh, Listen, through my own volition Because I went to be assistant manager at Portsmouth I didn't get the, the, the job to do So I've done that But uh, the person that was in the background Who was just doing a lot of scouting at the time Was Steve Clark. So therefore, oh. it just showed you. So Stevie came in and took the job I left, and then and then followed Mourinho about. Yeah, and then Mourinho, and uh, also the fact that he's now the Scotland manager. So yeah, sometimes uh, you know decisions in life uh, uh, can, <laughs> can can be can can work for you or work against you at times. Speechless. Me Doesn't too. Happen you know, time. Right, I'll rephrase mm-hmm. it. You think if he was pals with Mourinho that he'd be hanging <laughs> around with you? That's slightly different. That's slightly different. <laughs> Jim Duffy's Jim Duffy's Jim Duffy's Scotland would have qualified for four major tournaments yeah. by now. I'm absolutely and certain. Beating England. Ah, easily. Anyway. 01419511025. Quickly on this teaser we're looking for. It's a good question, isn't it? I'll tell you what. I've had some answers in from Scott who's listening in Motherwell and he's bang on form. He has got I think one, I'm doing he's right. got one in particular that is a wonderful shout. So we're looking for um ten players who've scored in the English Championship this season. And they've played for a non-old firm team in Scotland since the 2021 season. You've given me Porteous and Dykes. I've got one. Alan Power. Alan Power? No. no he's still up here. Who are you thinking of? Are you getting mixed up with someone? Um, midfielder. One that he did not play for. Greg Doherty? No. No? He, he played for Rangers. Did he not play for Hamilton? Yeah, but he played for Rangers. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hakim Adolphin. No, 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 no. 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 He scored no. this season. No. What, what do you mean, no? <laughs> now, I'm asking, no. what do you mean, no? He scored this season. Who's your, who's your one played, and played, for you? played in the wing for Ross County? Did he not go down south? Yep. Humble? Uh, yes. Is it Humble? Humble. Yeah. Humble. Yeah. Humble. Yep. Humble. Well done. Yeah. Huddersfield, Ross Stewart. Ross Stewart. Okay. Yeah. Okay, now, I want Hakeem looked at oh, me, looked right. okay, I'll give And you if some, I'm right I'm going to be buzzing I'll give you some thinking time And then we'll bring in Scott and Govan next Number one for football In Glasgow and the West 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard We're about to bring in Scott and Govan Let me quickly just check in on this teaser We're looking for 10 players Who've scored a goal In the English Championship this season and they've also played in the Scottish Premiership since 2020-2021, not for Rangers or Celtic. You've, you have, I'll give you it on the stewards' inquiry, Hakima Dauphin. <laughs> he played for Hamilton, who are now not in the Premiership, so maybe that's where Stevens let that one slip through the net. Yeah, I think that's understandable. That, that happens. Um, but anyway, on the on the main list, you've got Porteous, Dykes, Hongbo and Stewart, so you're doing pretty well. Yeah. And we finally found out who Jim meant when he, <laughs> said, when he said Alan Power. Yeah, Alan, Alan Campbell. Alan Campbell. Was that, of I'm just like the boy, blonde-headed boy, short hair, Compa- so, combative midfielder. Yeah, exactly. So uh, my apologies, but it was Alan Campbell. He scored for Luton at the weekend, actually. Yeah. 
And yeah. we've got Ellis Sims Ellis well. Sims Which is a sneaky one Because he's back at Everton Isn't he? But he did score for Sunderland yeah. Earlier on in this season So what's that? 3-6-4 six, six, to get mm, Quite tricky I would tough. say from here yeah, yeah I would say so We'll get them <laughs> Bring in Scott confident. And then let us think mm-hmm. Big Hibs fan though You are There's, You're not done with a Hibs connection Not done with Harps no. connections Dylan McGeart played for Anyway Alright We'll get back to it Scott How are you What's on your mind this evening Hi uh, Good evening Gordon Jim Marvin Hi Scott Hello. Evening Scott uh, Congratulations Marvin And man of the No uh, Manager the don't do this to me Scott. Yeah, Scott We've made it to quarter to eight Without anyone going down that road right? Go and let the man speak I'll allow yeah, one Exactly <laughs> I did want to say um, Well We've been done But the producer said No I can't say that word Yeah we had some issues last night On the swearing front yeah. So I'm glad you've um, refrained <laughs> No I've got two points My first one is um, When you're talking about Will Rangers sit back Well, Jim was saying that, um, Rangers can't afford to sit back um, I think they've got to go for it and I think one of the main reasons they've got to go for it is the fact that they'll arise on the Scottish Cup because obviously they want to retain the Scottish Cup um, so I think he'll play a team an attacking team that will try and break Celtic down um, I know that's going to be hard but I think that's what they're going to Bill's got in mind because um, we look too many goals to sit back even we can't defend uh, That was my first point What do you make of that? <sighs> I don't think I think when we speak about football And people are talking about Going and attacking Or we're saying sitting off We're not talking about for the whole game There has to be a game plan That first and foremost Keeps you in the game Sure When you go to Celtic Park And then Go on to win it I don't think you can go there From minute one saying We are going to attack Celtic We are going to press some height of the pitch We are going to turn the ball over And we're going to score three goals Not going to happen Half time you find enough Itself, sorry, two goals behind, three goals behind. I think there has to be game plans and there has to be stages in the game where that begins to alter and begins mm. to change. Um, Scott says, you know, Rangers mm. leak too many goals and um, every team feels like they should concede mm. less. I just like, glance at the league table, I'm, I'm not sure again if you'd put me in the spot. There is only six goals conceded mm-hmm. between Celtic and Rangers. If, you, if arithmetic is your thing, what's that? Point mm-hmm. two per game. So credit yeah. to Celtic It is superior But it's, that's not night and day Is it The no. way that the goals Four column is No I, I think that uh, You know when you lose For instance a couple of weeks ago We mentioned You know they, they lost uh, Sorry two goals But won the game 4-2 And you're maybe a wee bit more expansive yeah. And you take a little bit more risk People highlight errors uh, Errors in the, in the team then But over the course of the season Rangers have been very strong And most of the teams That are possession based That's how they defend because they've got the ball much more <laughs> than the opposition, so they're going to concede less chances. And Rangers are a possession-based team. Maybe not at the same tempo as Celtic play, but nevertheless dominate possession in most of the games. So, But it is different against Celtic, because Celtic, not only with the ball, but without the ball, they hound you. So it's about how uh, confident and how assured you are going to places like Celtic Park. Remember, with none of your own fans there, 60,000 Celtic fans, you know, breathing down your neck, you know, and creating an unbelievable atmosphere. So you've got to be able to handle that as well. And it's okay saying, yeah, well, if you, if you play for Rangers, you should be able to handle it. But in that in that moment, you know, when, when you, you've maybe made an error, the ball's ricocheted off you, you've made a, a bad pass, how do you cope with that? Do you still look for the ball? Do you still show that confidence and belief? And every Rangers player has to be at their maximum. Has to be at their maximum to have any chance of getting the three points. Sounds, Scott, though, you're talking a lot about the cup 
what does that mean? You've given up on the league even if it does go to plan this weekend or have I misunderstood you? No, I think you'd be uh, mad to think that Rangers are still in their chance. I think um, Celtic have got that. They're a far better team than Rangers, let's be honest. Um, they can kind of go for it anywhere. Um, so I, I personally, I've conceded the league um, and my only hope is that we retain the Scottish Cup um, and stop Celtic for getting the table. Yeah, it's a, it's a funny one, Marvin, because if, if anyone cares, I don't think Rangers will come back fr- from here and win it. Or I, I find mm-hmm. that hard to see. But at the same time, if, and yes, the word if is doing a lot of heavy lifting, if it was to go to six points at the weekend with them still to play each other, I, mean, I, I just don't know how you could ignore that. So it's interesting to hear Scott, who's a Rangers fan, say that even at that, and again, Jim pointed it out earlier, you're still looking then, Rangers would need to beat Celtic twice, you would then need Celtic to drop points in two more games. Yeah. So it still remains unlikely. But I just feel in terms of cold, hard arithmetic at any league in the world, forget who it is then, could you ignore six points with seven to go and one of those games is against that team? No, you, you can't. And for Rangers, it'll be game one if they can, if they can win Saturday. Um, you know I, know, I know what Scott's saying. That he doesn't believe that Rangers will catch Celtic, and and I'm the same. If I'm honest, if, if Rangers beat uh, Celtic on Saturday, I still can't see Celtic being caught. Sure. But it looks a lot better come the end of the season if they then beat the beat uh, Celtic again and they narrow it down to three points. Come end of the season, you're looking at the league table rather than being twelve or fifteen points. So talking about psychological views and you know looking forward to next season and putting a marker down. Come end of the season, I think Rangers fans will be a lot happier. If it's three points between them and Celtic and Celtic win the league, rather than looking around and thinking, wow, it's 12 or 15 points, because then you think you've got a massive, massive problem mm-hmm. heading into next season. Here's something we'll probably explore tomorrow and Friday, Scott. We've not really got onto it yet, believe it or not. So you can set it up nicely. What what do you think about the fact this one, of course, has no Rangers fans at all? I know we've been getting used to smaller allocations, but no travelling support whatsoever. Um I think we're gonna get we're gonna have to get used to that. Um because I think it's going to continue um, for a lot of reasons. Um, the safety aspect in it, especially Celtic coming to Rangers and what's happened in the last couple of years. But see, Jim touched on there and, and you've highlighted there about there's no away fans. Um, the one thing that Celtic fans do do, um, they've done it at Hamden, they've done it at Ibrooks in the New Year's day and I sit right next to them at Ibrooks. And as soon as Rangers score, I look as if they're coming back into the game. Celtic fans just stop singing. They all stop singing. So if Rangers can get there and get an early goal, that will shoot the crowd. Um, and they'll have that on their back. Do you know what I mean? So um, that was my second point. Like, I, I do believe that if Rangers score early, then it's game on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I think Scott's just uh, flicked the switch for the Celtic fans to to get right behind their team if they do, if if, if it's not going their way. But uh, yeah, listen, you know, at Celtic Park, say the atmosphere, uh, you know, is is going is going to be, um, you know, electric. There's no doubt about it because it is. There is. I mean, particularly at the start of the game, and as Scott says, it's how Rangers. You know, and and you know they haven't started great at Celtic Park. You know, a couple of times so they've got to start the game better. They've got to start the you know got to be switched on from the first second, um, and then yeah, if can they try and quieten the crowd? That that's up to the performance levels of Rangers. But if um, if Celtic uh, traditionally start start the game 
um, 100 miles an hour uh, put the pressure on Rangers then it's up to Rangers I said they don't have their own fans or, or any of their own fans there to try and help them try and go over that kind of initial hurdle so the players will have to show immense mental strength to do that and you know that that's the question we, you know we'll, have, we'll, we'll, we'll not find out until until the, the game kicks off on Saturday yeah I think it's one of those things that Rangers have to look for any positive in the game and you know not having your fans there, I think Michael Bill will be saying to him, listen, first and foremost, can we quiet down the mm -hmm. you know, Celtic Park? Can we almost get their fans to be on the edge of their seats saying, come on, we want more from the players mm -hmm. and try and make that pressure you know, spill onto the field? You have to try anything against Celtic because that team, as Jim says, if you allow them to start fast, you're on for a long, long afternoon because they are that good. You know, the attacking players that they do have. So Rangers have to try and use that to, to kind of their advantage and try and turn the fans as we've been saying against the players, but listen, it's going to be a, a tough afternoon. But I think Rangers have to believe they have to, they can win it, and they need to win it. Scott, good man, thank you for taking the time tonight. That was Scott and Govan. That will be the final caller. We're almost out of time. Maybe that's one we can pick up tomorrow. Because believe it or not, uh, two shows to go, and we've not really explored what impact. Um, if any the, the new allocation Or lack of allocation I should say uh, We'll have on the fixture So we can do that Amongst other things Tomorrow Let's round off By seeing If we can finish the teaser Thanks again to Stephen Who sent it in Full time At Clyde1.com Maybe this question Will inspire you Ten players Who've scored in the English Championship This season And they've also played For a non-old firm Scottish top flight side Since 2021 season You've given me Some good ones Porteous Dykes Hungbo Ross Stewart Alan Campbell And Ellis Sims So I think you've got Three to get Do you before the end Flo Canberry He's had Hibs connection He's at Huddersfield Yeah he's not scored I don't mm. think no. Or he's not played In that time frame He's just not one yeah, of the no. Correct answers Marvin Just uh, accept it Who else do you say no. Hibs Hearts Honestly not. Hearts player's a lone player So is the Hibs one. Oh. Uh, what's his name from Liverpool mm -hmm. is that him the Hearts one yes yep Welsh boy and they're now talking about him they're not talking about him going back to Liverpool or something <sighs> which when you saw him up here uh, no offence to him but so he's on loan from Hibs no no no, 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 no. Th this is the one Woodburn that, yes Ben, 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 ben Woodburn yeah here's one that might give you the one with the Hibs connection Marvin mm -hmm. he was on loan at Hibs and another Scottish team in the same season ah oh, defender from Arsenal but I don't know his name. Right, right, no. Um... Where Ross County was at. Ah, oh, I'm getting really hot. <laughs> he was decent. He was good. Ross County were raging. Yeah, because Hibs stole. Him. <laughs> yeah, what's his name? Arsenal Stoke. He scored for this season. So a defender playing for yes. Hibs. Yeah, like right back, right, right back. Three for yeah. Ross County. Harry oh, Clark. Clark. Harry Clark. Clark. Suitor on that. No, and no, the, la the last one and by the no. way this is the one that I told you that Scott who was listening sent it in he got this one he obviously knows his stuff mm -hmm. Aberdeen and Blackburn mm. no. Aberdeen and Blackburn mm -hmm. striker mm, is that a creative midfield type hair very very unlike Jim Duffy's mm. he's got a mop kind of blonde kind of I mean, um, oh, um, Hedges, Ryan yes, Hedges. Yes, yeah. Ryan Hedges. Well done. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, Marvin. And thank you for all your calls. And thanks for listening. We're back tomorrow, six o'clock. We've reunited them. They had a, a night apart this week. Who knows how they'll cope? But Mark Wilson and Gordon Deal are back. Join us at six. And Cassie's up next. <laughs>